Radio's Gen X Podcast. I'm Elvis. I'm Jenny Cobain. I'm Jenny. I'm Hannah. something a little bit different in a minute. That we have. Our first pod interview. Yeah, we were going to go to the Alvana gig anyway, uh, down at the Concord Zoo in Brighton. So we thought we'd take a shot and ask uh, the band if they wouldn't mind sparing us a minute or two of their time. So luckily, um, they were very kind to let us come and have a quick chat to them um, before the gig. So we chatted to Paul and Danny, a.k.a. Elvis and Danny Cobain. Yeah, and um, it's a little bit sound checky, isn't it? The, uh, the, the warm effect was... I was just sound checking near the end, so we did have to pull a little bit, uh, and it was a bit echoey. I think Daddy had a, a can of uh, Diet Coke that he kept picking up on me. <laughs> so sorry about the unwanted. We don't normally do interviews, obviously, so this is all fairly virgin territory for us, but um, it was fun. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was lovely to meet the guys, and if you can get out there and see Alvana, um, any of you still touring, please do. It was a lot of fun. Okay, uh, what came first, the Elvis or the Nirvana part? Hi, well, I'll go first because I'm the Elvis. Um, we started Elvis Wanted Nirvana uh, a few years ago. Seven years ago now, I believe, was Elvis. So yeah. We checked those calendars. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it actually came from um, many, many, many moons ago before Elvis became Elvis and I became Danny Cobain. Um, we played a different band and one show, inverted commas, because this is a podcast, I can't see my fingers, El- uh, Elvis turned up out of the blue in an Elvis suit. We did the show just with our original band. Oh, that's um, true. By the way, before we, before we get going, should we put our English voices on so we can have this as a normal conversation? Oh, fuck for that time. Good, good, yes. So we're not really American. And Shock! We have, we have had people messages... On uh, social media, on Facebook, and stuff, asking us when we're coming to play in England. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. Yeah. What's wow. your response? Because we're so convincingly American. <laughs> I mean, you could tell from those accents there. Uh, I think there was some festival. We were going to like, obviously with COVID, and a lot of British or British-based artists. And um, I think someone had a comment about, "How can Alvana get over here and do all this touring when all these other people can't?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are English. We are English. Where in America do they think you're from then? Well, we say we're from Disgraceland, and that sort of covers the whole thing. But uh, <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. We'll do more of the accent later on when we can yeah. decide and tell us. But yeah. But even when we're told the States, though, no one's particularly difficult to know you're from this region or that region or over there. But actually, yes, if you're from the States, there'll always be the Australians. Yeah, Australian South Africa. But uh, like Danny was saying there, we, we, I, we were in uh, lots of bands through the 90s and when we were a lot younger and uh, we played covers originally but we used to play covers but then we started writing our own material um, and when we were doing our own material there was one gig and for some reason I turned up wearing an Elvis costume and I think did we have that conversation oh that would be funny you said oh we should do that again and then it, it actually we have, we, it came out of we were always the band that we do get booked by they just come over and so we just always just stand there we're open door. Yeah. Okay, yeah. right, okay, hold on. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and it was the usual, okay, here's six, me and the guitarist. Right, where should we go? Oh, I don't know. Let's just go to the other side. We're waiting on that hour. 
Yeah, we've done quite a few years of this. It was the only time we've got, you know, obviously we've been doing this for a long time. Not been doing any really good bits now. Yeah, we've been doing this for a long time. So we left and we went for a drink in the pub and we just got that good thing to do and then we went to all the costumes. I've recently been to see some Stanford Tragedy with yeah. the Metal Ouija's song and Amazing. started discovering all these, you know, quite quirky sort of little things and we were talking about these other this film stuff here in Elvis and some people like Elvis Elvana. Um, we came up with a name that night, we'll naturally call it Elvana. And then we spent about two weeks frantically Googling because I was convinced that he must have been doing this. He must, someone must have done this already. And then after a while I'm bringing it up, how have I never figured out this? How am I going to do this? And, uh, and then uh, so it kind of came out of that, like yeah. finally but saying I no. Think you got asked by, I think Danny got asked by a friend if we perform at his birthday party or having a birthday party and uh, we weren't doing our original material anymore. So he asked us if we wanted to do some covers. And Nirvana was naturally what we said we would do because that's what we learned doing when we first started bands. We were playing Nirvana, so it's like, all right, yeah, we'll go, we'll go to this party, we'll do Nirvana. Should we do the Elvana thing? And so I went and hired a costume from like the local fancy dress shop, which was the legs were far too long, it's flopping all over. You know when you see a guy <laughs> in a stag do, yeah. I was that guy. <laughs> It was it's, it's, I've gone slightly, slightly higher than that now. It's still, you know, um, but yeah, yeah. So I had the the sort of stag do Elvis costume, and the guys put their suits on. I think we had this sort of idea from the In Bloom video from um, yeah, yeah. from Nirvana as well, where they all dressed up in this yeah. smart suits and bows and glasses. So we sort of went and did this uh, birthday party, and uh, nobody really knew what we were doing and we went on and did it and there was just loads of people stood with their mouths just wide open just like what are we watching because it just yeah. you know it didn't make any sense at all but they loved it they yeah, why, loved it. why do you think it resonates so much do you think i think it's someone said there's a we played in glasgow first time we started touring it and um there's a guy afterwards he was in Rome, like eight or nine something like that and he was hugging us afterwards and he he just sort of said finally with like a, a cool way to cover nirvana and it always stuck me a bit that because uh, this is the you know originally Nirvana tribute band, so I'm sure they were massive fans like we are. But just something uncomfortable about them going watching someone pretending to be Kurt David and Chris, um, particularly with everyone we know about the band and yeah. Chris having married and everything like that. Um, so it's something. Whereas I would never feel that way about seeing, say, a Pearl cover band or any other tribute band that I really yeah, like. Yeah, there's a there's a somber tone to yeah being Kurt, isn't there? And I think it's, to be yeah. And I think it's finally it's like. Unless people haven't seen us before, but those first couple of songs we'll be able to show, but then they just really just enjoy the songs and enjoy the comedy elements we have. You just celebrate the music. Yeah. Because I run on stage with the Elvis jumpsuit on, people just start laughing. <laughs> so they're laughing, but then the band are amazing, the band are playing the songs, so you're laughing, you're hearing the music that we love, and by the third or fourth song, people are just gone, just loving the music, singing and smiling, and that's all we do, we just facilitate the music. Because the songs are so fantastic and everyone fucking knows them and it's a different tone to everyone else. And you're splicing the Elvis stuff into just these nice little bombs and dropping there. Yeah, I mean, and I was going to say, going back to that first gig or those first few gigs, there wasn't really any Elvis in there at all. And that was just like, we were covering the one yeah. there, just dressed just as Elvis and Slacking Band. <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we sort of started to add, as we did more shows, we started to add bits, more bits of Elvis in, which we started dropping in like throughout the songs now. And obviously people just know Elvis songs, so as soon as we start doing Elvis, everyone sings, it doesn't matter what age they are, they're just yeah. all singing the Elvis songs. So that's something that we've 
added to the show, which has turned it into the show that it is, you know? Yeah. We've got backing singers, so we've got that sort of like Vegas glitter sprinkled all over it, and it's just uh, it's just morphed. But we did um, two or three shows in Newcastle with some friends, and then we got invited to play at the Newcastle Academy, which to us at the time was like a big deal. It was a small room upstairs Academy, so we're going to go and do that. Um, and uh, the, the guy who uh, runs the Academy was still watching us, and he was like, something in that, I don't know what it is. There's some sort of car crash just sincerity and beauty to what you're doing, uh, and I'd like to put you on the floor of the Academy. So we were just like, it was amazing. We got to go and play all the sort of little rooms in the Academy for around oh, the UK. Brilliant. This is, what, five or six years ago now? Yeah, yeah, sort of, yeah, about that. Yeah. It was just at first, we always had this apprehension about the Academy as well, as well mm-hmm. and then finally working with someone like, well, this sounds really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was, you know, you never after the first few months, it was you know, not really in an arrogant way, but just sort of brilliant about giving them an opportunity to just yeah. you know, promote us for our own content. That was then Newcastle as well, and it was just a genuine intrigue. And most people are like, Yeah, it's like six, seven, eight quid, I'll go and see what happens. And yeah. like, I don't know why, kind of like, lost a load of money, and I'm just yeah. intrigued by it. But it was that kind of intrigue that kind of we tried to do with videos as well, try and show a bit of doing it. Just to make people go, oh, come through and check it out, whatever it is. And yeah, we started doing little promo videos which really captured people's interest. It was a bit sort of like, uh, I'm going to go and see what Yeah, I think that's what, that's what got me into yeah. you guys first. So well, you were here the last time you played. It works then. Yeah. So, you know, the, with that in mind, we started to get like, you know, hundreds of people turn up to a gig and it's like <laughs> in a city that we don't live in and we're not used to that sort of thing. We're used to playing our own music to our mates in the club, in the local pub. So we started doing the tour of the academies and we did another one and it's like 200 people, 300 people. We're moving up into the bigger rooms and other people and like we started to play these big rooms and we've just had the most amazing time just playing in all the venues that were just absolutely all alive for Newcastle to do. Yeah. As a tribute act, but as something that we just adore doing and it's just amazing. We've, uh, we've uh, been very lucky. It's been nice the evolution of it as well in the, the, the music record and sort of we had the second session involved with Sugar Big Blues and it's been sort of things like the stage production and stuff like that as well when we get the bigger venues we can do more so we've got a mirror now. It's got awesome billboards here though as well. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> yeah. yeah. So we don't need to put hours up. We really get a lot forget yeah. of that, it's great. Yeah. Um, I said do you want our mirror ball as well? No, I've got all the mirror balls. But we've got a confetti cannon as well. Oh, no Not tonight, unfortunately, oh. because it's a small venue. And we're not allowed. I've run out of gas. So yeah, but we've got a confetti cannon. We've got balloons out, so we just turn the place into a bit of a party. Yeah, and that's the whole vibe now. It's just it's certainly good evil on there. Yeah, well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So the whole vibe is just celebrate the music of Nirvana, have a great time, um, because we do sometimes get people who, who don't get it and look at it and think that we're disrespecting Nirvana and think that it's a monkey take. And although we're having fun and having being silly and having a good time, it's just in no way at all disrespectful. We adore Nirvana. Yeah, and I think when you really hear the band play. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the time when we get, we all get internet trolls, don't we? But when we get the sort of, the cruel comments, we just say, it's cool, it's fun. 
like you wouldn't come on the guest list and walk up to the manager and then tell them you think you're really talented and they have to come on it. Well, yeah. the best of reason would be what's it look like in my case and you know, just show you wouldn't be writing some lady who came over and she sent me a letter to read but you also have the losses on the book because you quote that down. You've got the book of a friend that will show you, I'm on my way back, I've just been to see this Elvis Hood in the morning. Explain it to her and my friend said, sounds shit and it, it probably should be but it's but it's not it's amazing you know and, and it's just like yeah maybe it should be but i don't think that was it's the, the car crash of it kind of thing really yeah and we have a lot of car crashes on it because it because it is very diy there's nine times out of ten there's someone will go away and do another show or elvis is trying too much which i don't do to my toothache or i had a, a massive um jumpsuit malfunction oh no yeah at a big festival oh, no i was wearing underwear but it was yeah. at, a, at a at a big festival because we we um we started doing the festival circuit now yeah. we've been doing that for a few years because again we've sort of been the party in so many festivals now just we're looking for acts like nirvana as i say and uh, so we started doing festivals and uh, out of the blue we got asked to do download festivals which is just like you know um, such a massive deal. It's just the, again, it's the ridiculousness of Elvana. Like we've been asked to play Download. Everyone just sort of giggling. Like, you? And we've got to play Download. We've got to play Download on the the Zippo stage, which is the second stage, which was the biggest stage we've ever seen. It was enormous. And I don't know if there was anything on at the same time as us, but everyone in the festival came to see Elvana. And I think again because of that, what? <laughs> it was, well, we've got to go and see this. So run out on stage and honestly there was like 10,000 people at least stood watching us and it was just like the most frightening experience <laughs> and I split my pants halfway through the, right biggest, leg, what the biggest show we'd ever done I split my pants right down there and I thought that's it that is it it's over and I completely died on my arm <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably happened as well. And it's always got a silver It was a black suit out. though, and you might not have seen that, <laughs> but you definitely saw that. So I thought it was just like the worst thing that could possibly happen. And then I came off, and, 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 and actually it transpired that it was like the best thing that could have happened. Because everyone was talking about it, everyone was laughing about it, everyone sort of relaxed because they were laughing at Elvis and just had a great time. And it was brilliant. And that even now, you know, people say, oh, yeah, I remember when you split your pants. And, oh, yeah, yeah. and it's just great. People love the story. So, um, so yeah, we have the, it's a bit far crushed. Well, when well. we first started, we were hit with this idea of um, Dave on Eatmore Burger. So we thought we'd do this thing. And like, yeah. so we got a bit of an intro. We played sort of Burger Bell on the stage. And then within like 15 minutes, it's just smushed. Oh, yeah. Oh. The burger was just uh, smushed. And awful, but then it's just I think I got it, it from the local Turkish yeah. kebab shop as well. <laughs> yeah, it was a particularly stinky it burger. It was like dog meat or something, probably. It was just <laughs> horrible. Everyone said it was And then when we first started touring, we had to say, oh, we'll be good because we, we like burgers anyway, wouldn't we? We'll be good for the social media thing. Well, we had to put on our stuff and all these cool hipstery burger things. Yeah, we'll go and have a burger in every yeah. town, and then people might start giving us free burgers because yeah, yeah. we're like, a little bit of stuff like that, but it was a case if you go to burgers and you're like, you just, you know, when you're eating a heavy thing like that, you're like, I wouldn't do anything now. <laughs> like, they wanted you to go and play, and we're like, come on, we need to get it. Maybe you need to have a prop like one of those little dog squeezy yeah, burgers. Yeah, squeezy yeah. burger, yeah. that's right, yeah, we'll get there at some point. <laughs> so, yeah, we stopped that after about three shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't last at all. Couldn't do it. So, it's interesting that you say that, like, um, 
it could be a bit uncomfortable watching a Nirvana tribute band because of because considering it's so disrespectful to yeah. Kurt. But Elvis had a tragic demise too, yeah. but it's it's not the same for him, no. is it? It's, it's weird. I think it's because there are so many Elvis impersonators, and he's almost become a parody of himself, hasn't he? He's yeah. just this such monolithic icon, Elvis, um, that. I don't know about other countries, but in the UK, we just all love a bit of a shit Elvis impersonator, don't we? There's something about that thing. Was um, this um, the Viz, the magazine? Yeah, yeah. Got this thing in there called Jarrett Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Jarrett was a replacement for me. Yeah. And the whole joke was this was basically a real guy who used to go on the sofa and sing Elvis songs and do Elvis and Bill Jones was just a shit Elvis. Mm. And now this thing about Jarrett Elvis, which was on a bit of a local soap opera. Uh, there was a little of that, so it's a part of the comedy of it. It's like a homage to Jarrett Elvis. Yeah. You know, we've seen once or twice. Not in the Geordie fans do still mention oh, yeah, Jarrett, Jarrett Elvis. Elvis is, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's strange, isn't it? Because Kirk, people do sort of like get very sensitive about him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Elvis had a tragic death, like you say, and people sort of, you know, mock it almost, don't they, at times? I mean, yeah, I was going to say that there is a comedy element to it. There is, there is. Well, the, 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 yeah, you know the whole well, dying on the toilet. How do you <laughs> the toilet thing? We've actually yeah. when we do Elvis Unplugged, which we have been doing, uh, Elvis sits on the toilet. So <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just a toilet. It's a gold toilet, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gold plated, not yet. And that's how you die on your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we we have got the toilet, and yes, it is. It's sort of a and spooky of Elvis's demise, but you know we wouldn't dare do anything like that with Kurt Crane, would we? We wouldn't. I think we have one guy once when we were doing a comic on something who said he's sort of saying, "Oh, well, you know, you're doing this era Elvis, and it's disrespectful, this that, and the other." And then they give me think a bit. I said, "Well, you know, he had an entire career before his Vegas era. You know, 90% of all Elvis people you see, it's always that Vegas era imagery yeah, and, right. and everything that is out there that it's it's so iconic." I think that's that period is almost when he did become a superhero, isn't it? With the yeah, yeah the exactly. capes and like you know the karate and like it was he, he was he was just sort of uh, a big fan. Yeah, 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 it was just theatre. It was just uh, um, it was beyond what he what he'd been before that. And I'm not sure whether that was even where he wanted to be because uh, you know you read stories about um, his manager and how his manager used to him into doing certain things where actually Elvis wanted to write more of his own material and mm. hang out with his band and jam and would do, you know, I think he was really into gospel music, I know he did a lot of gospel music, but I think he wanted to do country, there was all this stuff he wanted to do. He wanted to sound, I think he had more control of his, the, I say his career after he retired, which is right. the Colonel and the Colonel. Yeah, the Colonel. Um, I always get him mixed up with Colonel Sanders, <laughs> and I never want to say Colonel Sanders. Yeah. But I think again, that's a nod to his. Just the Colonel. You know, yeah, just the Colonel. Who else was doing that? Who else was, especially you look at the genres that Elvis was doing for mm-hmm. on the gospel scene, because he had that as well. He was quite happy in the closing country with the status he had in there, mm-hmm. the draw and closing that. You know, mm-hmm. He was looking at you know, just yeah. the overseas no matter what he did. But yeah. you know, he was he did push back. I'm not. I'm not trying to comment, but. What we see was popular from around that time. It really did seem like the mainstream thing that was going on. But it evolved from through. I think the Beatles was a problem for Elvis, wasn't it? Because the Beatles happened, and everyone sort of went in that direction. And he, what we find is, I guess, he, uh, you know, he was trying to find himself 
English to sing in love black music English to sing in great performance rather than trying to compete with the Beatles and do all that um, yeah good point but um so going back to the 90s era mm. um, obviously your Nirvana fans um, did you experiment with any other 90s bands first uh, were you kind of a broad sweep um, back, back in the 90s we, 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 we played every the set list couldn't we yeah, we back well in the nineties. Well, we were teenagers. We played every Bruins band era song that we were doing to think of. Rick Pop happened. I think we played that a bit as well. Yeah. Um, Come on, let's hear some names because we used to do. Uh, we used to do obviously loads of Nirvana, Sleepwalk Oasis, Nirvana, Phil Mankind. We used to have that the other day. Well, menswear. Menswear. Mankind. Menswear. Mankind. Menswear. Fucking bullshit. When you listen back to that, I mean, Daydreamer was that song. Yeah. Dreamer. I don't know what was worse. That that voice. Daydreamer. Or the way they're dressed. Are they dressed really dapper? Yeah, yeah, that was the whole men's jungle. Yeah, yeah, that was the whole. But in fact, I went to a jungle sale. There was like you know a local sort of like jungle trail. (laughs) No, but the signage was was brilliant. So it was obviously it was a guy sort of my age who obviously was a massive indie kid back in the day. Um, And the menswear rail of clothes outside his house was a picture of menswear. Menswear. I still have my uh, daydreamer single by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So you bought the single? I bought it. Yeah. But we, yeah. so we did. Uh, we used to do uh, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, and we used to do a bit of Blondie. Oasis. Yeah, we'd have gone, but we've just come back from a small camping trip. Oh, but yeah, I, I think they were like yesterday. I didn't like, realise they were touring. Oh, sorry, not Alaska Sleeper. Sleeper. Yes. <laughs> that's my bad. I, don't, I, don't know I was just thinking, I didn't even see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we saw we saw Sleeper. I don't know. what came of Elastica. I've not seen them touring all. I think Justine maybe went to Slate or something. Right. But yes, Sleeper, I think we maybe did one of their shows. It was, it, it was that, like I was saying about Ash earlier on, because um, we saw Ash. Yeah, we got to meet Ash. Ash. Yeah. 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 Before. We got She's to very meet jealous. Them. Oh, we were like little fanboys. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching them here a couple of we weeks ago. Lovely yeah. yeah. guys as well. Really nice guys. Really nice. Um, it's just nice to meet people like with bands that you love and they turn out to be nice people as well. It's one of those nice little cherries that you have where it's like, oh, you're it was such a good gig because it was their first one back. You could just see they were just enjoying it. They yeah. were just like overwhelmed. Everyone yeah. in the crowd was just like emotional. Yeah. Just live music again. You yeah. know, you can, you, you know, you're covered in everyone else's sweat. I never <laughs> thought I'd enjoy that, but oh, it was yeah, just it was yeah. amazing. It was amazing watching them, and they did when we saw them the other night. They looked like they were thoroughly enjoying themselves. They didn't play Lose Control though, which was the <laughs> first track off 1977. Yeah. You no. know, you hear the Tie Fighter come in, and then you hear that. They didn't play that, and we were victors. They played pretty much all the. They played everything else. No filler at all. I don't know. As a question, I we said after, I said right, top five opening tracks off albums of the 90s, and that's within the top five. Yeah. Obviously, that includes Virgin then as well. Yeah. But was Rock and Roll Star? Yeah. Oh, we, used to play, we used to play My Iron Long as well. Yeah, we did. I used to love playing that. Um, so, yeah, they played in the 90s. It's too much. I know. Do you think, is it because the era we grew up in, you know, we idolised it so well and the music was so good, or is it because it was better then? It was always a discussion, weren't we? It was, it was a time of a band. Yeah. It felt like a part yeah. of something. Yeah. And today, we just kind of think of who would be the Nirvana yeah. or Jam. All you have to do is switch on like Reading yeah. and Leeds and watch it on the telly and just go, I don't understand yeah, this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of solo yeah. a artists. Lot of solo artists. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing about them. Yeah. And yeah. I think 
quite often and you were him where he says, well, look, fans are hard work. He says, you know, you got to get them to do it. It's hard work. And now the technology's there, we don't necessarily go to Google to do that, but we arguably lose out on the creative process and developing sound. Sunday lunch with Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> <Lamb up here. laughs> no, I, do you know what? I think, I think for me it would have to be Elvis, just because just to be in his presence must have been just the most bizarre thing because he's such an old man, and he did seem like generally when you when you see footage of him, he seemed like genuinely a very lovely, funny person. He had other sides to him, but and to go to Graceland and just I think I'd have to hang out with Elvis at Graceland. Yeah. And get him to show me his Cadillacs. Yeah, that's me. Oh, so you said the right thing. I was all about the Cadillacs and you were about <laughs> thank you for the music. Us, it's sort yeah. of you migrate know, towards the other Nirvana fans, don't you? Yeah. And you sort of yeah. find each other. How did you come to Nirvana? Was it uh, with well, Nevermind or where, where uh, were you? Yeah, my sister, funny enough, had it and yeah. then stole the table. <laughs> yeah, mine was definitely Nevermind. Uh, and then Unplugged, I think I really got into. And it was around about that time that I started hanging out with these guys and performing the songs. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I'd stop playing instruments after this, I remember. Because never mind, then Nemo came out and got that when it came out, and then started playing instruments. And then uh, through mutual friends, Paul Rice, that we've uh, introduced and met each other. Um, and then Paul would be in a school corridor and say, Oh, you know, I've got this band called, I've got this gig that's like for fans that have never done gigs before. Uh, do you want to come and play? Like, play, play with us with the band. Oh, yeah, well, well, it's a bit yeah. quiet yeah. next door. Yeah, okay, uh, just a little for me. Born, born in. Oh, wow. Yeah, saw Red in 95, and I love Paul First gig, yeah. first crowd surf I ever did was to Yeah, we'll see. Oh, oh, amazing. Oh, amazing. Right, we noticed you like ice cream a year anyway from the pictures. Yeah. That's, that's like just yeah. yeah. What's your favourite 90s ice cream? Fab or Feast? Feast. Mm. Fab. So that's one with like the sprinkles on top of it. Yeah. 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 Uh, ride or die, Ian Gallagher or Mark Lanigan? Mark Lanigan. Mark Lanigan. Sorry, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not not I've got a soft spot for Liam. Uh, Liam is great, Liam is great, but Mark Lanigan, he's just, oh, he's really, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He's too grungy, in a way. Maybe, I don't know, I just, I, I like like Liam nowadays, I think he's like, he's come through, I think wherever we used to think Liam was the twat, it's yeah, almost yeah. the nice one, yeah. right. it's almost gone like in reverse. It has, yeah, it. Liam is really, really funny to listen to, but yeah. I think music-wise, I'm going to, I'm going to have to go yeah. with Mark. Cheese moments or bacon fries? Bacon fries for me, yeah, bacon fries. Uh, you, you didn't put in scabby fries there as well? Like. No, she doesn't like these. Oh, really? They're all right, but they're not a patch on these two. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, cheese might be saying, is this anymore? Bring them back. Yeah, bacon fries, you probably have about 10 packs of those, you'd be fine. If you have more than like two or three packs of cheese moments <laughs> in one, then I'm just getting from the threshers, <laughs> I remember, the off place. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you no, very thank much. You. Go, 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 go
so that was Elvana. Um, they did a great gig after that. It was so good to be back at the Concord too. Um, obviously, you know, not a lot has been going on for the past uh, year or five billion, it seems. So it was, you know, everyone was absolutely raring to go. There was a good old mosh pit. I was down the front. Um, yeah, it was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, I think my husband instigated some some heavy moshing for me, and I, I took to the side, really. I was, <laughs> I was feared for my safety a little bit. <laughs> he had some fun with the balloons, didn't he? <laughs> oh, don't even. They threw on a bunch of giant yellow balloons with smileys on that, um, yeah, a lot of people uh, had a lot of lot of fun with. A bit of hoarding went on, didn't it? <laughs> oh, a distasteful heckler got shown the door. Oh, yes, he was very rude to, uh, to talk like tigers. Um yeah, the the band's backing singers who did a fabulous rendition of, of Violet actually, so which we, we mentioned in the in the whole episode. Um but yeah, if you get a chance, Elvana are still out on tour and they're doing a unplugged um tour as well, I think, after that. They're busy, busy boys. But um it's the second time that I've seen them. Uh I would definitely go again. Just really good laugh, just lots of fun. Um, takes you back, doesn't it? Takes um, you back. They did a lot of style. Never got to see the real thing, and yeah, this is yeah. living out our nineties fantasies by Elvana. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, again, uh, thanks so much for uh, letting us come over. So you can find us on email at podcast at gmail dot com. We are on Instagram, same. Uh, Twitter at snowmanagegxp. And also you can find us at our home, Anchor FM, where you can leave us a voice message, which we would love you to do. Somebody should. And we will definitely play it on the pod episode. Feel free to leave us a five-star review if uh, if you like us. And we really do. Go on. Go on. All right. Thanks. Bye. Ciao. Hello and welcome to the Society Owes Me a Gen X podcast. I'm Elvis. I'm Danny Corbin. I'm Lily. I'm Hannah. <laughs> and we are joined by the fabulous Elvis. Woohoo! Thank you.